Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Thoughtful Talent Show. I'm Jen Werner from Jen Werner Coaching. And I'm Chad Ahern from Talent Teams Consulting. And today we are again joined by two wonderful uh, guest coaches uh, with us. I have the pleasure of introducing Cindy Butts. Cindy is obsessed with people and their talent and how they show up in their world with talent, with that talent. She's the founder of Grow With Strengths. A Gallup, uh, she's a Gallup certified strengths coach, an ACE certified coach, and she has worked in HR leadership roles in the well-being industry for her entire career. Her expertise in facilitating engaging, lively, and memorable workshops and team conversations supports companies and teams to develop their talent, raising the bar on their individual and collective performance. Cindy lives in beautiful Barrington, Rhode Island, fellow New Englander like myself, uh, and her work takes her across the country, both in person and on Zoom. And for listeners of the show, you may recognize Cindy from our Woo episode. So welcome back, Cindy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chad and Jen, for having me back. I'm really excited to talk about a different strength today. Awesome. Yes, welcome back, Cindy. And it's my pleasure to introduce to you Luann McCurdy. Luann comes to us from Vancouver, BC. Um, she is an e to grow certified, a Gallup Strength certified, and an ICF coach. Uh, she is the co-founder of her consulting business, which is called Perspectives Consulting. She has had careers in engineering and information technology. She was a programmer, a data analyst, and a project leader. She is a career coach and has led training and developments for teams. She's lived and worked in five countries, Canada, France, the United States, Singapore, and India. So, and she's also a past chair of the Status of Women and Human Rights, as well as the University Women's Club of Vancouver. Welcome, Luann. Thank you, so great to be here with you guys. Well, I'm already feeling that we're the presence of some real powerhouses today. Absolutely. And so it's, you know, my honor to to do to have the both of you on um, because we're here to talk about strategic uh, today. So the Clifton Strengths Talent theme of strategic. And before Chad shares with us what that is, can you share with us where this falls in your top five, Cindy? Strategic is my number three. All right, great. And Luann? Strategic is, is my number one. Awesome. And Chad, just to level set us, where is this yeah. for you? Yeah, so this is one of the ones that is not really high. Um, this is number 26 for me. So oh, this great. is, again, we're going to be one of those episodes where I learn a lot and yes. may not have much to contribute. <laughs> me too. And that's because it's that 34 for me all the way at the bottom. So, you know, we, like we said, we have some powerhouses on with us today. Uh, one at sitting at spot number one and spot number three in Luann and Cindy, we're really excited to have them on to talk to us about the Clifton, Strength, Clifton Strikes talent theme of strategic. Chad, tell us what Gallup has to say about that. Sure, so as we always do at the beginning of every episode, uh, share the Gallup definition. Uh, Gallup has this to say, so people exceptionally talented in the strategic theme create alternative ways to proceed. Faced with any given scenario, they can quickly spot the relevant patterns and issues. So that's a great place to start, but it is only a starting place. Uh, and we have two people that uh, likely live this very much in their day-to-day -day lives, unlike Jen and I. Uh, and so I'd like to start off, uh, and Luann, I'm going to come to you first with this question. Uh, we know that our themes don't live in silo, but for the sake of starting this episode off, we'd like to understand how this strategic theme in particular kind of by itself shows up for you in your life, um, how it might show up in your coaching, um, where does it get demonstrated and how might people see it? Sure. So back in the old days before, before phones, there, when in driving from one place to the next, I always had three or four different routes and I would choose the route that best suited you know, the time of day and the traffic and all of that. But now we have the phones do the thinking for us. But right now, today, 
you can think for me, strategic is always thinking. It's that, that planning ahead, thinking for obstacles, having different options all the time. And how that shows up, obviously for, for driving, that's kind of a, a metaphor for life. Right. But when I'm coaching, I'm all being, also thinking for my coachees, where are they going? What are their options? What can they do? And that's that kind of yearning for finding the best route forward that I think shows up as my strategic. Excellent. Sydney, um, what about you? What resonated there? I'm already starting to see little smiles <laughs> showing up. I know that there's going to be some similarities and differences. Um, what about you? How does this show up for you? Now for you, for, for me, um, the strength strategic is um, I'm known as being really creative and coming up with solutions, um, pathways, options um, that maybe somebody else hasn't thought of, but in an intuitive way, um, sometimes it's hard for me to explain how I got from, you know, A to B. Um, so I have to be careful with that and make sure I can explain um, what those pathways look like. But one thing um, Leanne was talking about, um, you know, driving in different routes, but I have this odd obsession with doors and oh, really? <laughs> um, it sound really strange, but I think of, I think of all the different pathways as different doors that you're going through. So there might be, I literally visualize doors. And when I travel, I take pictures of doors all the time. <laughs> so just thinking of maybe like four different beautiful doorways that are, that look different um, and that are different sizes and shapes and colors and which pathway, which door is going to, will we open and go through that is the best um, pathway forward given the particular scenario for myself and then also for presenting different pathways as I coach teams and, and individuals. So, yeah. Wonderful. Already starting <laughs> off some great imagery for people, for our listeners. Yeah. Um, and I'll just already start to understand this thing a little bit more myself. Um, Sydney, one of the things you and I have talked about in the past about this uh this theme because i as i said i don't have it high and so i've sometimes come to you to consult on this one but you've often mentioned that um bullet lists that i like i like as a deliberative responsibility you know uh, um, analytical driven individual um that's not necessarily how you think and how you organize information can you can you talk to our listeners about sort of how you organize information and, and maybe not the bullet list version that I'm used to. Right. The opposite of bullet list. <laughs> yeah. It might look really messy or um, if I were a great artist, it would be beautiful. But um, <laughs> my, the way I organize information is in pictures, visuals. Um, so it might be circles, arrows, um, just lots of pictures, but not a list, the opposite of, okay. of a list. So something that that takes themes, patterns, organizes things, but perhaps through using something as simple as smart art in PowerPoint or just creating um, my own pictures. I use smart art a lot to help. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I, I had a question for, for Luann because she shared with us before um, about really like the, a persistence to your strategic. Can you share a little bit with our, our audience about that? Absolutely. So I find, and this is my opinion and also my experience working with others that have strategic, but there's that um, energizing feeling when you're presented in a situation that requires, that maybe is a little stuck or ha maybe has some obstacles, but there's that feeling of like, great, Here's, a, here's an opportunity. Let's see how we can get around this obstacle. And that energy just fuels itself. So one, uh, you know, one decision leads to another, leads to another, and it's enjoyable. Like the path is enjoyable. So when someone says, oh, uh, we can't do this, or this is difficult, strategic says, great, let's figure something out. So it, it never feels stuck. And it has a perpetual kind of motion feeling. 
Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> A little, a little different than our deliberatives there, Chad. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, as she was talking, I was, I was recalling that or noticing that our deliberatives tend to get their the energy from noticing the roadblocks. You know, oh, right. we we can bring this up. Um, you know, sort of surfacing it. And what mm -hmm. I'm hearing is almost the follow-on energizing aspect which is okay now that we've brought them out now these wonderful people are going to figure out how we get around it so that we yeah. don't feel like we've got to be both um, announcer and solver um, we can start to just focus on the on the noticing and calling it out and then strategic as as Luann has started to describe it um, has that ability to, to get right over it I, lo I love that yeah it's, it's that power of two happening right there oh, right yes love it. yeah well, I would love to take us into our next questions. Um, and Cindy, I'm gonna to come to you with this one first. So we know, again, like Chad said, they're they're not in silo, but we wanna think about strategic specifically for, for these few questions. And the first one is um, double-edged sword. Every strength has a great, a good side and a bad side. And it's whether we're overusing it, maybe it's a little on the raw side, um, in just ways that it trips us up and gets in our way. So what what are some ways that you feel like strategic might um, negatively impact your life? Um, one way is when we see all these pathways and someone's not really that interested, um, you know, people will just share whether it's, uh, you know, not in the coaching situation, I guess, but just in life. When people tell you something and those of us with high strategic may come out with, um, you know, have you considered <laughs> these three different options? And uh, if we get a blank stare, it means like, no, they're not really interested in what we have to say. Um, and often that can come off as like critical because they may have had uh, something that they were considering. And then we're bringing up all these different options with, they may feel like we um, dismiss what they came up with originally. So I guess if we're not really invited in <laughs> to use our strategic and we use it anyway, that's when it's, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets in our way and we have to just kind of go, okay, step back, you know, calibrate that strength. Um, yeah. Is it, is it hard to not jump in and try to solve those problems? <laughs> <laughs> Is it hard? <laughs> that um, face. <laughs> yes, and Luann, you know, you can see on her, she has three strategic thinking themes in her top five. I have four in my um, top 10. I lead with strategic thinking themes. So it's really hard, um, even if you just isolate the strategic, because we're always thinking it kind of doesn't stop. Mm. And I can't wait for Luann to talk about this because she's got the strategic ideation combination, which is so powerful. <laughs> so Luann, yeah, what would you share with us? How how is a strategic maybe gotten in your way in the past? Oh man, gets in the way all the time. A <laughs> oh. uh, practical example: my husband has achiever, and he has that real achiever energy to get things done. I mean, it's palpable that energy. And if we do a project together, I'll want to map out different options, and before making the commitment to do the project, but in the meantime, boom, he's already started. So there's that working with others kind of aspect about strategic that um, I would advise we all like take note of, like we don't work mm -hmm. in isolation. So um, inviting people into the thinking process or uh, like appreciating that they might not be interested in thinking about the what ifs um, makes for a better partnership. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So good. Okay. Can I, can I, I flip it or do you have a question? Well, I, I have, well, I've, I've got an observation and a question. Um, <laughs> what is that, Louis, you know, Cindy started to bring up that you have these three amazing strategic thinking, you know, domain related um, talent themes, strategic ideation learner. And Cindy had also mentioned about how this can be a very thinky theme. Hmm. Do you, and I've got learners so I, and analytical, so I'm coming into this with a bit of a strategic thinking uh, uh, note to this, but I'm wondering, do, do you ever get too thinky or what is that? Like, how does that end up 
you know, maybe on that raw side of, of this talent theme? Or yeah. do you experience that? And if so, does it have like a, a drastic sort of raw side? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can get too thinky as anyone with, you know, too many, like too much of a good thing is a bad thing, I say. So what's really important for me and what I've learned, uh, it's, it's been such a eye opener in my world, partnering with people that have different strengths, so important. So my business partner, Stephanie Kuhner, has strengths that I don't have. And together, because we both each know our strengths and we lean into each other's strengths and it's, it's crazy helpful. I have a client who has strategic in her top five, and I was asking her about what does their strategic look like on overdrive? And she says, oh, bull in a China shop, you know, chaos, too many things, too, you know, too kind of airy in that way. So, you know, note to anybody that has strategic, and I do call it a kind of a slippery, a slippery strength because it's you know, it's a little bit under the radar and it's good and it's bad and it's helpful, but you really have to rein it in, partner with other people and realize um, the goal is to get something done, not just to think about it. Nice. Yeah. And thank you so much for that, because one of the other observations I was having about the about both of your answers, and I don't know if this is a, a husband to wife thing or if this is just a, a spouse to spouse thing. But you're know, going to Cindy's comment of, you know, asking or trying to provide options or solutions when somebody hasn't asked you for them. You know, that's sort of a, a cliche or stereotype of a lot of husbands, you know, wife comes home, very emotional situation. And the husband's like, well, let's fix it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I've got harmony as my sort of problem solver theme that likes to try and jump in and focus on what's solvable. Um, but I was just noticing that in your answers of the, of that uh, that want and that ability to jump right in with like well here are three different options and the person hasn't actually asked for them they just want you to listen um so again i don't know if that's a husband wife dynamic or just a, a spouse to spouse i mean i'm starting to sense well maybe it's not husband wife it's it's just coming with different themes um which is interesting and then i also have to come to something luann said about um sort of that strategic and then achiever um, I have high responsibility and a deliberative that get, you know, helps me think things through in similar ways to what she said, but that my wife has achiever. I'm wondering if she doesn't get involved with projects with me. She doesn't want to get in the way because she just wants to get it done. And I've got to sort of think it through before I take action. So just some really interesting highlights that I, I appreciate you uh, pointing out um, of, of how this can go, maybe not optimal. So yeah. With that, with that said, Jen, I know you want to take a start on next question because I don't I want do. to dwell on the dark side too long. <laughs> <laughs> I do because we we know like it's so it's so important for us to share those like places where we've tripped because we're still all a work in progress, right? Like we still don't ever get it just right. Like Chad and I've shared lots and lots of times our responsibility and our deliberatives definitely like we feel like they hold us back just as much as they, you know, propel us forward. So, so in that vein, I want to talk about how your strategic really propels you to success in work and life just every day. Like, where do you see this theme really helping and benefiting your life? And Louanne, I'm going to start with you first this time. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, I never feel stuck. I have ideation, I have self-assurance in my top 10 also. So there's always a confidence that things can improve or there's always something one can do. And it's interesting because I thought everybody was like that. I didn't, I didn't realize until I got more in the coaching world that people do um, ha have that sense of, of stuckness sometimes. And I always like feel free and willing to try and willing to do something different just to move move things along so how's that for a start oh my that's gosh that's great, great. And, and i love that that you don't feel stuck what a what a wonderful place to be cindy what about you does any of that resonate with you it does it does and and i think you know if we really think about just kind of focusing in on the strategic theme when i honor that or kind of think of, you know, I think of my strengths as tools and really pull out the strategic 
um, it's really easy to see patterns and themes mm. in just about anything. So with a client, it's easy to be able to see the patterns and themes that are going on in their organization with teams. Um, even thinking about like uh, their core values, their mission, and then how people are showing up and putting something together for the client um, that makes sense, that that summar it summarizes kind of what's going on. Yeah. And then a way that I use it that has nothing to do with work is, um, and you just made me think of this, Chad, when you were talking about our important relationships, my husband will often ask like four minutes into a movie or into a, a show, um, say, what's the theme? What's the theme? And um, because I, I, it's easy for me to be able to pick out like, oh, this is, you know, the theme of this is like earning respect or the theme is like, disrupting something like I don't know something <laughs> um, so that's kind of a fun way you know really leaning into it to see patterns to see themes and um I think the one other quick thing is that it gives me courage when I use it and share the patterns and themes and people are really grateful and say like oh I hadn't thought about that before um that still gives me courage to continue to use it because we are presenting, Luann, right? We're presenting something to people that they didn't see before. So it, sometimes it feels a little, I don't know, scary is a silly word, but sometimes it feels like, well, you think other people can see it, but you know they can't. So yeah, courage is something. That's awesome. So now I want to build on something you said, because I, I think, you and I got talking about this thing at, at another moment and you said something about vision and, and sort of being able to sort of see the periphery a little bit better mm -hmm. than I think we were maybe um, my analytical has that ability to see patterns too, but you brought a different, no pun intended here, but a different lens that seemed to be a bit more broader than what I'm used to seeing in terms of, you know, the data right in front of me. Can you talk a little bit about that sort of peripheral vision aspect of this theme? Yeah, I think about it as being able to, you know, we talked about the pathways, but seeing like around corners, above, under, over, through, <laughs> and having literally like peripheral vision with glasses that that can just see um, and pull all that information together, um, whether it's broad brush themes or or details as well. And I guess I have input as my number two. Uh, so okay. <laughs> as I'm talking, right, that's kind of probably more meshing those two than anything else. Got it. And it's so, it's so interesting after, after doing our connectedness episode, I'm really hearing some of that connectedness to it too, that periphery. Yeah. Well, well this is a wonderful lead in. I mean, uh, Cindy, I hope you're still with us. I just noticed. Oh, I there you are. Know. There she is. Now. I just saw that something's unstable. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you you actually led us right into our next question. So we've been talking about this uh, theme as sort of a, a standalone. Um, I want to start bringing back in that, you know, this doesn't work in silos, uh, that they're always interacting. We've already talked about Luann's, you know, you've got three great strategic thinking, um, other strategic thinking themes. So in that vein, I'd like to ask, are there, um, and, and Cindy, I'm going to continue you first on this. I'm wondering if there's themes that you lean on to maybe even accelerate the benefit of strategic or help you make your contribution through strategic that much better. Um, are, there, right. are there particular themes that, that help you do that? Right, and I kind of just alluded to one in particular, being yeah. on the combination of input and strategic, it feels like it's like the librarian in me where I have all of this information and when I can pull it, find it, whether it's a Google Doc or a literally a book on a shelf or a magazine article or a link or something that um, informs a pathway. Um, forward. So that input strategic is really, really important. It also helps um, 
stories. I think about stories, like the input combination with strategic. I, I come up with stories and examples that are useful for people to remember. Um, and my activator, I have activator. And, and that's really, that strength when I combine it, um, pair it up with strategic, it helps me to just do it. Like just stop overthinking and <laughs> circling the plane, thinking and creating more pathways, which doesn't, you know, often enough is enough. So the, the activator just helps just do it, get it done. Nice. I love that we've already started to bring in Achiever and Activator. Both are well known for their ability to, to get things in motion. So that's that's fantastic. Uh, Luann, I want to come to you with a, sort of the same question. And maybe, I don't know, maybe there's even a build on of, of you know, getting things into action. But I'm curious, what two two or three themes do you think you really kind of pull into your strategic to, to make it that much better? Yeah, so we talked about my strategic and ideation and self-assurance, but let's add a couple more. So why not? Uh, we have options. The options, the options. <laughs> options. So I have connectedness. And when used well, my connectedness sees um, some of the unseen pieces or maybe the bigger picture, maybe the environment. And that, that can be helpful. But the other part is Maximizer. So Maximizer is not about finding the best option necessarily, but finding like the efficiency in my mind mm -hmm. to get things done, get it done, get it on time, get it on budget. And I really, you know, you can think of Maximizer as good to great, but I think mm -hmm. of great, what does great really mean, you know? And oh. I say great means getting the job done on time, on budget. And if I keep reminding myself that way, then strategic, instead of having a little strategic party over here, strategic <laughs> ideation party, it's thing like, oh, wait, oh, our job is to get to the finish line. Mm. And so I, I find that very grounding and helpful. That is awesome. I love so that. Cindy, I saw you smile and giggle a little bit on, on Luann's answer. Was there something that came to mind for you or that you wanted to add to that? Because... I know that there are similarities, but there are also differences uh, between people that have the same thing. So I was just wondering if there was something there. I just like Luann's description of her strategic <laughs> ideation party. Uh, <laughs> I have ideation also in my six through 10 and um, learner in my six through 10. Yeah. So we have so many common themes and just that overthinking happiness with just thinking about things is um is our happy place right yeah. so i just i love that i love that nice. term i'm gonna remember that luann hey come our on strategic, over strategic <laughs> ideation party yeah it's so great but nothing gets done yeah. <laughs> sounds a little bit my a little bit my like a uh, little bit like my learner party but that's a topic for a different <laughs> podcast uh, um I, I love that we're already starting to talk about you know some of the benefits of bringing different themes to the party um Sometimes we know that some of these parties that we're talking about, the, the themes get going a little strong, you know, get a little bit of steam behind them. I want to, you know, it, it's not about reining in, but it is about sort of managing that steam and figuring out the right level of application. I'm curious if you could help some of our listeners and maybe some people that are starting to learn about their own strategic thing about maybe some other combos that help you manage your strategic so maybe the party doesn't get going too loud that you know it wakes the neighbors um but still finds a way to, to apply so I'm, I'm just wondering Luann, i'm going to actually come to you first with with this um is there a theme that you lean into to kind of bring you back from a, a full-on you know strategic runaway um 10 steps what, ahead of someone right. else <laughs> <laughs> what, what sort of brings you back to to the best application of that sort of goldilocks zone that we've talked about in some of our other episodes Mm. Yeah, you make me think, and maybe this is my connectedness coming out, is like, okay, who else is in the room? Like, nothing happens in isolation. So mm. who is in the room with me, virtual or otherwise, that, uh, and what are we doing, right? Like, what's the, po what's the point in being together? So because I'm, like, super strong in strategic thinking themes, I really 
rely on these other themes to get things done. So it, so I guess it depends on who's in the room and no matter who it is, I'll find a way to work with them. So building on that, if you were to think about just yourself, you know, you talked about a lot of doing a lot of thinking on your own. Is there a sort of theme of your own that you lean on to kind of bring that strategic back into, back into its best application? Sure. Like Max, Maximizer for sure. Um, I try and channel a little bit of focus or deliberative. I know that's it's lower for me, but I'm learner. So I kind of think, what would I like to be focused now? So let's try it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. Cindy, what themes do you lean on to bring the strategic theme sort of back in check? Yeah, I I use my achiever and I have to ask myself, what does success look like? The same question that I ask clients and you know, individuals that I coach, what does success look like? Let's paint a really clear picture of what success looks like. And I use my achiever to ground me, to remember, what are you doing again? When I get lost in, I don't know, in, in making a certain, even something specific as making a slide just right and beautiful like I can get lost in that mm -hmm. and I think okay I just spent way too much time on this one like what does success look like it's great this is fine move on right nice. <laughs> so it, it grounds me and then gives momentum <clears throat> I think that's the the one and then I have activator before I told you and that that also sometimes I think just move on move on like you're done <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I'm hearing lots of what ifs like you guys must constantly have what if questions going on in your head and like oh what if this and then moving on to the next thing is that true Louian? <laughs> are you reading my mind <laughs> we're trying we're trying <laughs> yes what if so what ifs are wonderful and also like it can sound a bit like a problem like what if this problem happens? What if that problem happens? Mm -hmm. And just realize that, hey, it's all for it's all for the greater good, right? We're just looking to to uh, I, I like this uh, question Cindy posed, you know, what does success look like? So what does success look like? And what if something happens this way? What are we going to do? And what are we going to do that way? So. So I have to ask another one, another follow up to that, because I was thinking about the what ifs with us. So Chad and I, what if, what if a lot, but it comes from a different place, that deliberative looking for the, the risks, you know, the pitfalls, what could get in our way of getting mm. this project done. So, you know, a completely different flip of that coin um, with the momentum behind it. But we tend to get stuck in those what ifs because of the roadblocks. And you've told us that your strategic doesn't get stuck. Is your strategic right. ever done? Never. Like, <laughs> look at the Both faces of them are like, like not a chance. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah. It's way the, it's way too good. No. Nice. <laughs> Drink the Kool-Aid. Drink the strategic <laughs> Kool-Aid. You're gonna love it. I love it. Cindy, did that bring anything up for you? Because I saw you really slow, like, no. <laughs> it did. And one funny thing that I hadn't really thought about before is I love a debrief. Like that if there's an abrupt finish to anything, <laughs> like anything, it can be a movie, a show, even a conversation, um, an event. I want to then do the debrief, talk about what it means. What are the themes? What are the potential next steps? Um, and really explore that. It might not even be useful. Like somebody else might not even care. Luann, I could see you nodding. Oh, yeah. It's, it's our happy place to do a debrief. And um, and I had I don't think I thought about it like that before. So we always learn something new when we're really honing in and discussing our strengths. So thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm going to pop in because I hadn't thought of that until just now. And um, remember back in the days of coach training when you would have a you know a coach coachy and then an observer and then you'd have the coaching and then maybe there would be a debrief after. I love the debriefs. 
I was like, oh, let's play that again. Well, what if this had happened in that? Or what if this response was different? And I love that. So yeah, isn't that interesting? Like strategic can also look backwards to kind of replay or re um, just think about all the what ifs that have happened. I'm, so I'm hearing cool. that looking for the options again. Yeah, that's, that's such <laughs> that's something I'm coming away with. That's just so different than, you know, as Jen has mentioned, the deliberative side, yeah, you know, I, right. I think about solutions from a, a harmony toned place, um, you know, and finding those options or finding the, the potential solutions, but not nearly at the level of how many options you both seem to generate out of each opportunity. You know, the, you know, going back to the, the metaphor of the doors, you know, how many different doors can you open? Whereas, you know, Jen and I, with this not being a, a particularly high theme for us, the strategic, um, that our doors are not as numerous um, and that there's not as much looking around. It's okay, once we've sort of found a solution, we just kind of move forward with it. I know Jen, Jen and I have talked and it's on our, both our Achiever and Activator episodes. Jen, once Jen's found an option, it's like, all right, let's let's just go. Yeah. And goes back yep. to to Luann's husband as well. You know, what's 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 the first option's been posed? It's action action start. So, Absolutely, uh, and I 100% felt that when when Luann you shared that about your husband has already taken your one idea and moved it into action. Yeah, that that happens with me all the time. Okay, so I want to I want to take us to our next question, which is in thinking about us as coaches and and others that we've worked with, um, we might have had some contact and experience with clients that have strategic but are maybe using it in a different way than than what we're hearing here or you know, maybe a unique spin to it. I personally haven't had a, a lot of strategic thinkers, but the ones I have talked with it's always about this pathways. So that that's not new information to me. So um, Luanne, you nodded right away. Did you have one to share with us? I have one to share. And I was so struck by this client because she was so excited about her strategic when she learned, learned about it. And in her words, like she said, she's always been able to know what a plan will look like as, it's as it is deployed. And then should problems arise, have the plan B or C in her mind. So it, everything was like this map of deployment and any idea, it was like, to me, it was like a little post-it note that got like put on the map. So uh, that was like, that was so exciting to her. That it made it very exciting to me. So uh, that, that's, that's, my, that's my little snippet for you. Nice. Nice. How about you, Cindy? Have you had any unique experiences? Yeah, I can think of a couple. Um, one is um, a leader that has strategic competition, self-assurance, and achiever. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. I got to right. hear about this combo. This is, yeah. this is intriguing. So it's really interesting. There's a, a real push and intensity and um and focus, he also has focus. <laughs> wow. So there's this intensity laser focus on the goal and the potential paths to get there um, with his strategic, but high in like measuring the success, where are they in those checkpoints? They're, they're really clear what the checkpoints are. Um, so the combination of those strengths um, yeah, it just feels very, very different than, than Luann and I have these very different backgrounds that we have, but the, the way we think and the amount that we like to think mm -hmm. <laughs> different. I also was just thinking of um, another client in particular, but lots of people that I work with that have strategic and also high relationship building themes, people that have been in the wellness industry, um, well-being industry. I have some clients that are in the mental health set part of the wellness industry. So they often have really high uh, relationship building themes. And a few people I can think of that have strategic plus like a boatload of relationship building. <laughs> you know, empathy, developer, um, relator, right? That then strategic is really um, 
like people centric is what I think of. Okay. So yeah. the it, it's kind of like the whole all of the solutions are built around people. The people. Yeah. Right. So it, it feels really different. Um, it still has lots of pathways, but it it it's so generous is the word that comes to mm. mind. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's always interesting when we get to particularly these last two questions, you know, the ones about, you know, which themes come to play and, and, you know, the different patterns we've seen in some potential clients. Cause I, I loved everything that you shared at the beginning about how these themes show up for you individually. But I think some of our learners, you know, especially if they're some of our listeners, when they're starting to see, you know, trying to, figure out where they fit in this conversation, hearing the differences and where, you know, relationship is, relationship building themes is, is sort of coloring it in one direction. Whereas, you know, Luann, I've loved hearing about all your strategic thinking themes and how those sort of pile together to, to provide even more thinking around it. Um, and then we've even talked on, you know, the action side, you know, the achiever, the activator, uh, where there's a real sort of focus on get stuff done but having those multiple pathways I, I just i'm so blessed and so thankful that you're sharing all this um for all for both of us <clears throat> and our listeners um so i just want to say thank you that was just <laughs> my learners soaking this all up and seeing how many different ways this strategic can come out um has been really and interesting your harmony I hear your harmony. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. That was not. That was not what a. That's not what I was trying to focus on. It was just <laughs> so interesting to see so many different perspectives. And um, and I like it. It's almost like this a flavoring, right? So you know, yeah. we we can talk about the strategic, and it's one certain way. But depending on what other little spices you have that you're putting with it, it flavors it just a little differently. Like maybe we're all different cookies, oatmeal and raisin, or chocolate chip something you know it just brings that whole different richness to it when we see it in other people and can really celebrate what that looks like yeah yeah thank you so much for sharing i i just pop in because yeah. i think jen you're deliberative you've mentioned it a few times and i was thinking well deliberative and strategic how does how does that work together what can strategic ben how can strategic benefit from deliberative in a cool way, right? Yeah. So, you know, what popped in my mind was, yeah, like naming the problem mm -hmm. rather than strategic trying to avoid it or right. come up with a solution. It's like, no, we're going to name this problem and we're going to solve it. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, that, that would give strategic a break from having to do so many workarounds. Sure. Oh, sure. You know I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and Chad and I talk about that a lot, that, that we're able to see those things right away. And it comes off almost Debbie Downer, you know, because we're, we're pointing out where something might not work or where the, the risk is. And where we've heard from others where some are really like energized by whatever, you know, whatever that is, they're going to go around it. Like they don't, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Like they're just going to go the easy way or, or something where it's like, I see your strategic in seeing all the different ways to tackle that problem. And what a powerful combination to have, you know, a, a work partner with strategic for me, for Chad, to be able to, you know, really actually work what other options are available and then us to be able to say oh yeah but and yeah but you know yeah absolutely. exactly nice so i want to take us into our, our next question because we've gotten really deep into this i'd actually like to bring it a little bit more to the surface because there are some listeners that are you know we know jen and i know a little bit of our audience they're just getting to know their their strengths or they're trying to figure out how to work with somebody that has this particular uh, talent theme. And one of the ways that we have tried to open that door, to use Sydney's metaphor a little bit, <laughs> is to include a little segment on images or maybe even pop culture references that might start to give a window into this um, theme. And so I'm just curious if there's a, a picture or again, a pop culture reference. I, I, I know on one of our last episodes, I think Jen even brought in a, a particular song. Um, it doesn't have to be a song, but that might highlight this strategic theme in, in a way that makes it a little bit more approachable. And so Cindy, I'm wondering if there's a, a, a an image that you would go to to describe this theme. 
There is, and it's a little odd. Um, I'm an old gymnast, a former and old gymnast. So maybe if everyone channels their inner Simone Biles to, to think about this, um, when I think about my strategic, I think about a, my floor routine when I was in college. Okay. And so if you imagine Simone Biles, right, she has four different major tumbling passes. And each one of those has to have she has a plan, but then she has to have options depending on how much energy she has with the same degree of difficulty. Uh, okay. So I kind of close my eyes and kind of think about what the pathways are um, for gymnastics many years ago, um, but then channel that in the for, for present day for thinking about workshops that I'm running or anything in my life, what are what are those different options? And we'll like visualize, kind of play it out. So my my visual is, I guess, my gymnastics routine. Excellent. But now, yeah, now I can picture Simone's. Uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Luann, what image would you use to to introduce strategic to to somebody? I think I'm going to offer two small ones. I'm, sure. st I'm still I'm still thinking of Simone Biles right now. I'm like, oh, that's such a great image. I so love that one. But one is a mind map that has that kind of starts at a beginning and cascades into so many different forks, but it ultimately has an end. So there's a way of spreading out and then bringing it to closure. Almost maybe there's a little musical thing in there. I don't know. <laughs> But that's that's one. And the other one is, you remember back in the day, uh, I don't know if you did any algebra or any kind of logic training, you know, if this, then that, mm -hmm. you know, if A, then B, B like C, you know, is A like C, that kind of thing. And it's that kind of set of logic statements. It could even be like computer code, just cascading nice. event statements that take take you to the end. Yeah. Those are fantastic. Oh, those are great. Thank you. Mine are, mine are really kind of on the, on the, well, I mean, being that this is my 34th talent, um, I, I cannot even say that I completely understand it. But what I think of the most is, you know, those strategic games we play as, as kids or as we grow up, chess, checkers, connect four is strategic. I found out because I lose all the time. Um, Tic-tac-toe <laughs> or um, the board game card game sequence um, is very strategic. Oh, nice. And I love that game, but I'm horrible at it. But I want I want to like it, but I, I can't seem to, to really get there. So <laughs> those are my Chad. What nice. about you? Nice. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a reference from here um, in my home state of Vermont. Um, and anybody that's in and around mountains will, will resonate with this. Um, we have two fairly large mountains um, here in Vermont, and they have something like 37 different trails that all lead to the top. And so it's that uh, the set of options you get to every you know fork in the hiking paths provides you a new opportunity. It kind of builds on something that our, our both Luann and, and Cindy have talked about is that sense of options or opportunity. Um, but you might just start at one particular trailhead, but then still find, you know, nine different ways to the top of the mountain. And that's ultimately the goal. So sort of that hiking trail map is one that I often think of when I, when I think about introducing this theme to, to, to new coaches um, that, that have it. That's a, that's a really great visual. Um, I could, cause I can see that one. That one makes sense to me. I, I'm a trail person. So yeah, that makes sense to me. Oh, I really yeah. like that too. Thanks, Chad. Yeah. Okay, so to kind of get us to the place where we're gonna almost wrap up here, right? we have uh, another couple questions. And this one is specifically about thinking about someone who has strategic high. So as we think about how others who might, who, who are gonna interact with someone who has strategic in their top five, what advice would you give to team leaders or peers to help the person with strategic offer their best contribution to the team. And Luann, I'm gonna start with you. Sure, so every strategic person I've met says, give me freedom, give me opportunities, mm -hmm. give me power to make decisions. But what I would have them do is give them the opportunity to be at the front end of a new initiative, right at the beginning where the kind of the planning phase somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, give them 
I always think of a whiteboard, but you know, give them a, an opportunity to map out these some different options, but then ask them to present their ideas. So consolidate some of the options, um, explain some of their thinking so it doesn't come across as too, too out there. It's like a solid plan. Mm -hmm. So that's how I would wow. suggest. Great. Cindy, how about you? What advice would you give? Yeah, um, I would ask for, often leaders are asking people they work with for solutions. Mm -hmm. And if you have strategic and you're overusing or it's raw, um, that's gonna freak you out because you don't come up with one solution, you come up with multiple <laughs> solutions. Mm -hmm. So I would ask for someone that has high strategic to come up with um, kind of a draft options that they're considering. I like that word recommended when I'm coaching someone, you know, what are you considering? Um, and they'll kind of look up and they'll say, well, there's four things, you know, there's, <laughs> they've already got them, right? It's like trying to draw those things out. Um, another thing is to ask for a visual of some kind that, um, demonstrates what they're thinking, right? To help them, uh, maybe like what Luann was saying, help them really bring all of their ideas together. Because sometimes when you have strategic, you have so much information in your head, um, especially if you have input and strategic, <laughs> strategic and ideation, right? Um, right? So we need, we need help in sorting sometimes. Um, so sometimes a visual helps make it clear um, for that person. So yeah, asking for a draft, encouraging that creativity, um, helping them see, helping them um, not have to focus, that was an awkward sentence, but you know what I mean, not have to focus on one solution, but what are the options? What are you considering? Oh, that'd be great. I have sort of a follow-up question to that. And this just hit me. It was not something I was originally thinking about when it came to strategic, but and this may be coming from a, a responsibility um, tinted lens, but I am curious about how important is the end goal for strategic? Because we've, we've talked about options and opening up different pathways and opportunities to get someplace. And we've talked about doing things. But one of the things I just realized is both of you offered wonderful answers and I appreciate the advice, but I'm curious about how important is that end goal um, to somebody with strategic and i don't know who wants to pick that up it was just a, a question that i just sort of hit me um after both of your responses which were wonderful but it did get me thinking about in terms of advice and you know jen here with with uh executing like, please tell me that ex tell execute, me that executing high <laughs> um well, I, I, I am just kind of curious like where hmm. where does that come into play yeah yeah, I have just one example that I can think of is um, where strategic has been really useful. Um, when I was in an HR role inside of an organization and like come up with a learning plan for the organization. What does that look like? That's like, oh, this is so right. And so it might be what it looks like is three slides or even two slides, right? And then presenting that to the organization. Here's what we're going to do. These are the topics. This is the way we're going to implement. These are the meeting rhythms, the whole strategy, the philosophy, a mission statement, right? All It encompasses all of that. So then the do with something like that that's so creative happens in the implementation, which is a whole separate thing. Okay, um, sure. So I hadn't thought about that I that example until you you asked that question but that might be a an easy way to think about like how useful is it because sometimes it just feel it, the way we're talking about it it might it might feel like people are just sitting there thinking like <laughs> oh well I love it like what I just heard is she's given me the map mm. and now I can have the take on the responsibility, my activator, my achiever can like jump onto that and be like, okay, now I know where we're going and all these different things that have to be 
involved and implemented and now I can take those steps and actually start to move it forward because coming up with it, that's not me. Yeah. So what a, what a wonderful way to show that your goal really, or your aim really is that end goal. But it's in not necessarily the doing, but the creating yeah. Did I hear that? Right. That right. And it can happen fast, Luann, right? Like it, it's because we've already been thinking about it. It's not like, oh, this is the first time I've thought about it. I mean, for something like that, right? But Luann, you probably have examples that are-, yeah. that I, are And I did want to come to Luann with, with that same yeah. sort of question. Like, where does the, where is the end point? What sort of emphasis does the end point get in this thinking and coming up with options? Um, because one visual I was starting to get is you, you have a starting point, you know, where we are in our present, and you could branch out in a zillion different directions, but never bring it back. You know, Luann, I loved some of your comments have been a, around bringing it back to something, mm -hmm. but it, it's, it's part of why I'm asking the question of how important is that point upon which you have to bring things back or does that not have to exist? Um, you know, so what, what importance does that closure point uh, carry? Yeah, Chad, that's such an insightful question, and you you kind of you got me. Like, you're like, <laughs> Sorry, like, oh, busted. <laughs> Hashtag busted on that because maybe strategic doesn't care. Maybe I don't yeah. know. That mm. was my first reaction. Um, you think of like strategic plans that are created and maybe not used. <laughs> then I shelves. was. <laughs> I, then I had a little chat with my strategic strength, thinking, okay. What would it be just to have a plan, create the plan and nothing happens? And what came up was strategic will never know what happens. So there is that desire. Strategic also has that desire to see what actually happened. So I think there, okay. it, it's possible for strategic to come off as, uh, you know, like the dark side of strategic, like we'll just think it out, plan it, but not care. Um, but the reality is strategic needs to care because it, it needs to know how it unfolds. And hearing that debrief is important. I, I was exactly yeah, saying the yeah. same thing when she, when she was like, yeah, oh, this is Sydney's coming about debriefs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So. That, they, that, they're, that they're strategic wouldn't like not knowing what happened and how, how we got there at the end. Yeah. So, really great question, Chad. Good well, job. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, I you know, <laughs> I, I find one. Uh, no, I, and I really appreciate your your willingness to take that question through yeah. because it was a little on the fly, but it seems that on the fly is uh, a realm in which Chichi um, has some some wonderful power to contribute. So, um, yeah. I just if something you know, Jen and I keep coming back to you know talking about our responsibility. That's that's one of the the core ones that she and I share really high, but you have to like an endpoint for us is critical. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I was, again, putting that kind of lens on what you've been sharing, but then this idea of branching out, but then, you know, like the mountaintop, you know, analogy, you know, how important is it to, for you to land on the right mountaintop? And so that's sort of where that question came from. Yep. Um, thank you so much for entertaining my um, <laughs> bit uh, ambitious question there. We have thoroughly enjoyed everything you've shared, and I'm sure that your strategic and our, um, my learner at least, would love to go another hour talking about <laughs> all the variations of this theme. But I would like to start to bring this in uh, for the benefit of our, of our listeners and viewers um, to, to a bit of a summary. So as good coaches, we're going to put the responsibility back on you as our guest to help us summarize the show. So I'm wondering if each of you could think of you know, two or three kind of key takeaways that if, if somebody listened to just the last five minutes of this show, what are some of the key things that you would want them to know or consider when thinking about either understanding or engaging with somebody that has strategic? And Cindy, I'm going to come to you first. And then Luann, I'd love to hit, get your, you know, two or three key points as well. Hmm. So much to consider. <laughs> uh, the options in her brain are just blowing up. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think one thing, um, and we kind of touched upon this a little bit, but not 
head on. So I wanted to make sure that we address this is that to do our best work, those who have strategic, we need time to think. Okay. So we need like really deep blocks of time to think. Um, and that's when our strategic will come up with our best work. So just, just remembering that for people that are working with those that have strategic, I think that's really important. Um, I guess another thing is just um, remembering that we don't think linearly, mm. usually, not all the time, right? Um, but many people who have strategic think in pictures, think in Venn diagrams, think in circles, arrows. Um, and so what you get may may not be just like right now, may not be a fully formed idea. <laughs> and uh, so people may need to be patient or, or ask clarifying questions to help draw out what someone is seeing, especially if they're in a meeting and someone says, what do you think? Um, and they say, well, I, I think that there are four, I see four or five different options. And someone's like, oh, we don't have time for that, right? <laughs> Um, right, and that happens all the time. And then people with strategic get shut down because um, they start to explain one, and it's going to take too long, right? So, having, asking people in advance to come with their their best ideas um, so that they don't um, take up too much time or get shot down because in a meeting they don't have time to like think it through and explain. Um, sure. Yeah, a couple of ideas. Wonderful. Really Thank you so much for that, Cindy. Yeah. Um, Luann, what would be your two or three key takeaways from, from this episode or things that you'd really want people to, to know and understand about strategic? Well, the strategic thing, oh, let me start again. <laughs> I, said, I said the word well, dumb. No, the strategic theme in my mind is creative. It's imaginative. And it's persistent. Mm. But too much of strategic sounds like too many possibilities or perhaps just one's own thoughts. So the invitation is to keep things practical and to include others, ask others for their observations, ask mm. others for their concerns and their experiences. So that whatever you're working on, the team, because nothing happens in isolation, things get done in the best possible way. Yeah, I love that. That's Chad, fantastic. Can I, can I share something that, that I loved about of listening course, to Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. So as you and I've shared so many times, you know, having deliberative in our top five, seeing the roadblocks creates pause for us. It's the like, let's regroup and find out what's going to happen next. And what I've heard from both Cindy and Luann is that these issues, the problems, the roadblocks, they aren't creating pause for them. It actually energizes them. And I think that's amazing because coming from a place of where we feel like we're shutting everybody's ideas down because we see those roadblocks and bring them out having someone with strategic, having Luann and Cindy in our corner and hearing it, they're like, yeah, but, and they now found like, now their minds activated to find all of these other like ways around it. And just seeing that energy in both of you, even just to ask you new questions and you see it, like you can see it in your faces <laughs> as your minds are thinking up all these other, all these other ways or answers, the doors and the maps. Um, is just really, really beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Yeah. And, Thank and, you. It's been a, it's just been a joy to work with the three of you. And <laughs> I've learned a lot about my own strategic just by awesome. going through this experience. So thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we, you know, I'll be the first, uh, I know Jen has already said thank you. So I guess I'll be the second, just to say thank you for, for your time. You know, you've spent uh, an hour with us really helping educate the two of us, but I'm, I'm really hopeful that a lot of the insights that you've shared will be really helpful to our listeners and viewers as they come and um, engage with, with the material. Um, and to that point, um, we would like the conversation to continue. So hopefully if you've listened to this, 
um, either on our uh, Acast podcast uh, hosted podcast or on either of uh, Generize uh, YouTube channels. That you leave us comments and reviews and engage with the material. And if uh, the strategic theme has comes out differently for you, let us know because that just helps um, others learn from not just the four of us, but many other voices. So please. Um, like, subscribe, comment, all the fun things that all the social media platforms um, ask you and encourage you to do. Uh, we do want this conversation to continue. I know my learner is always energized when we when we see new comments uh, come in. So um, with that, uh, Jen, I know you have a couple other comments about just how we can get a hold of these wonderful individuals. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our information for Chad and me is always available in the in the show notes. And then for you, our listeners, we leave Luann and Cindy's information there as well. So you can find their LinkedIn connections, their websites. So if you want to get in touch with any of us on this from this podcast, please reach out. Yeah. And so um, until next time, as we close up the show, I am Chad Ahern from Talent Teams Consulting, encouraging you to keep playing to your strengths. And I'm Jen Werner of Jen Werner Coaching, encouraging you to be uniquely you. Thank you.